Welcome back, everyone, to Apologetics for Tweens. I'm Tom Griffin. In this episode, we're going to explore the concept of proof and evidence. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for everything you do for us and all our blessings. I pray that all those who need to hear this message will find the truth, believe in you, and maintain that belief for life. For those who do not know you yet, Lord, I, I pray that you'll open their eyes and influence them to become seekers and find the Holy Spirit. Please bless this lesson and let your word speak through me that everyone needs to hear. Amen. Oftentimes, in my discussions with non-believers, I hear them say something like, well, you don't have any proof that God exists or that Christianity is true. In most cases, they're trying to say, really, that certainty is a requirement for belief in something. It may be a means to refute Christianity and God, or at least an attempt to silence us. If you do not know how to address the concept of proof, you could be defenseless against the charge. I'm sure that they know that if by proof they mean certainty, that's just too high a burden in order to defend a concept or a belief. By claiming we have no proof of God, it can be an attempt to stop us in our tracks. No matter what we say, they can say that's not proof. It may be a tactic to allow them to continue to willfully deny God. Sometimes, more recently, you may hear that extreme claims require extreme evidence. But why would that be? It's just another attempt to make our defense more difficult and easier for them to say it is not enough for belief. Many scientific claims, such as black holes and imaginary time and the multiverse, are very extreme claims, yet lack extreme evidence. Sufficient evidence is the only burden. They don't even have those for those extreme claims. Let's further examine these ideas of proof and evidence. The definition of proof is sufficient evidence to believe that something is true. We do have that for Christianity. We also have that for many, but not all, scientific concepts and theories. I would add here that, in my opinion, we do not have that for atheism, the multiverse, or Darwinian evolution, just to name a couple of big ones. But we do have certainty for most beliefs or theories. I'm sorry, we do not have certainty for most beliefs or theories. I think what this discussion should really be about is evidence. And what is evidence? Evidence is whatever facts you have that support your claim. We have tons of evidence that supports our claim that Christianity is true. That is the essence of what this podcast series is all about. Sometimes in my discussions with non-believers, they may substitute evidence for proof and claim you don't have any evidence for God or that God created the universe. But this is still a misunderstanding on their part. There's plenty of evidence that supports our claims. Maybe they don't believe our evidence, but we have evidence. Again, what they're really trying to do is say that we don't have certainty. It's a non-believer attempt to short-circuit the discussion from the beginning and put an unfair burden on us to prove something that is unprovable. Of course, they have no proof that God does not exist if we want to turn it back on them. 
And that is why the neo-atheist claims that atheism is not that they believe there is no God, but rather a lack of belief. They do have beliefs, but do not want to acknowledge them, otherwise they have to defend them. It's easier to say that we're the ones making the claims, and therefore we have to defend our claims. Again, all this is a tactic to avert having to defend their own beliefs while putting the burden on us. It's too difficult for them to defend their beliefs, so they avert the discussion altogether. Don't let yourself be sucked into this type of false argument. Simply explain to them the difference. Proof means sufficient evidence to show something is true, and evidence is any facts that reasonably support your claim. Take care for now.